Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, a place for adolescent and family healing. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If your family is struggling and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their trained professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. I've tried to not just train, but to also live by example to let them know that we are called to have a personal relationship with Christ on a daily basis. And he, um, he permeates everything we do from the way we drive to the way we speak to people to how we hold ourselves in the supermarket and being honest as to if they gave us more change back than they should have. And he permeates every area, whether we're taking a test or whether we're speaking to parents or somebody in authority. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. We are so happy to have with us today. Josh, you pulled this off. I can't believe you got someone as important as Nicole C. Mullen. This is outstanding. Nicole, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I I want to just throw out just skimming the top of all the awards. (laughs) Song of the Year with On My Knees, Song of the Year with Redeemer, Songwriter of the Year, Female Vocalist of the Year twice, and Grammy nominated for Best Pop uh, Contemporary Gospel Album. Yeah. You're a Grammy nominated. My most important one is She Loves Jesus is my most important one. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, listen, we're so glad that you're with us. Uh, you're so accomplished, you know, in a way, you know, for gosh, what, 15, 20 years now, you've, you've sort of been the soundtrack for a generation for a lot of people. Uh, wow. do you, how often do you think about the influence that, and not just your singing, you're not just a, a beautiful face that gets up and belts it out. You write these songs. So you're like this amazing songwriter. How often do you think about the impact of what you do? Um, to be honest, I, I guess I don't think about it too often um, because it's it's a day-by-day process. And um, every now and then it'll come up when I need a little bit of encouragement or just to remember where the Lord has brought me from or brought me mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I, I really don't sit and think about it. Like when you just said for about a generation, I was like, oh, my, he's right. Like, I, it, just, it was as if, you know, I blinked and it was over. And it's yeah, not over yet, but yeah. I mean, that particular, you know, phrase of time. But um, but I'm grateful whenever I do think back. I know it's the Lord's credit, and so I give him the glory for it. And I'm honored that he would choose to use someone such as myself. Yeah, you know? isn't that the so, truth? Yeah. Um, um, yes. I, I love watching, like, on uh, VH1. I don't even know if they do it anymore, but it, behind the music where they tell the story. And I love it because all these people, they just grow up completely normal, and then there's this point in time that their life takes a pivot from yeah. just, I'm just going to go work at Sears and Robux until, nope, I'm going to go do this. For you, when was it that you knew that you were going to be able to do this for like a living? Ooh, um, it was probably when I was in my um, early 20s. And, of course, I'm like in my late 20s now, of course, of course. Exactly, yes. (laughs) But it was back in the day, I think, when I began to do background singing for Amy Grant when I was on the road with her on her Heart in Motion tour, which was mm-hmm. actually about 25 years ago. Oh, my Lord, why did um, you say that? Yes. Isn't Ouch. that something that's scary in it? And so um, 
from that point on, the Lord has really blessed me to be able to do this full time. And so I thank him for that. Um, but it was around that time. But it, but even prior to that, I, I'll say this. When I was around 16 years old, I was in high school, and they placed us with um, uh, just a champion in a certain career that we wanted to go toward. And at that time, I wanted to be a lawyer, but I also wanted to be a singer. But the guidance counselor reminded me that really only about 3% of people who go after music can actually make a living. Wow. And so the odds are stacked against me. And so I said, well, okay, well, you know, I, I want to be a lawyer. So she put me with a lawyer for about a week. And at the end of the week, the lawyer, he looked at me and he said, you know, okay, kid, like, what do you really want to do? So I guess he was trying to tell me that I would stink at that <laughs> particular, you know, endeavor. And so I said, well, I really want to sing. And he said, then go home and sing. Oh, that's and it great. was from that point on that it was really solidified in my heart, even though the Lord has spoken to me already years before about singing. But I think his vote of confidence and that closed door was mm-hmm. part of the um, the win that I needed to propel me forward. And from that point on, it was like, okay, if only 3% of the people make it, then I guess God is going to have to make me a part of that percentage. Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's what he's done. So, yeah, I mean, he's when done, you're. He's done so. When you're sort of a, a, a usable instrument in his hands, because you know this, and we live in Austin, uh, and being th- family therapist here, uh, you know, we tell kids all the time who want to go into music, you know, so just this is the live music capital of the world, and all these amazingly talented people, amazingly talented musicians yeah. yep. and singers uh, are respiratory therapists during the week. Wow. I mean, you're just wow. as, as talented as all these people are so yeah. few people. Mm-hmm. And it really is a matter yeah. of, you know, you were talented and you were, when God yeah. opened the door, he gave you the gifts to step through it. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, as you're saying, it does still take more than talent, it's, right. especially when we're um, in the arena of affecting people for the, for the kingdom. Yep. It, it takes a calling, you know, it's not just a talent. So I believe that the Lord called me to do this. And so I wasn't qualified by my talent alone because had I been qualified by yeah. that particular endeavor, I, I don't think I would have made it. Yep. So it definitely has been the Lord's hand. And so I thank him for that. I want to ask you one more music question. Back in 08, um, your album, Talk About It, went gold. So a half a million copies sold. And that's just that just blows my mind. Uh, half a million copies. And I'm thinking with with iTunes and Spotify is is a gold album really even possible today? Oh, um, I think it is. I think it's a lot more challenging because we have a lot more outlets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because the week before last, I was in Dallas and I had sang at um, Gateway Church. And afterwards, they put out the recording of them videotaping me singing Redeemer. And in that one week, we had over half a million views uh, in one week. Right. So my point in saying that is <laughs> that our our whole world, the whole paradigm for selling yes. and promoting and listening has really shifted to where what once took years to sell through an album, people can now watch within right. the same week, and yep. you have, you've maxed that out. Yep. So um, is it impossible? I don't think it's impossible. I just think it's probably not as likely in this day and time because we have so many other formats for listening and viewing. Sure. Um, now, when you were at Gateway, were you working with Tim Shepard? Um, actually, um, Mark is there. Mark, okay. who was a part of, what's Mark's last name? Who was a part of For Him? Who, who was a oh, part of okay, He is okay. there. Perfect, perfect, and, perfect. Yeah, we had a... Yes, we had a fantastic time. Very nice. And one other thing before I hand uh, hand it over to Josh is, 
what I love is when someone like you that could be doing anything and yet you take so much of your time to give back. One of the areas in which you give back is the Baby Girls Club. If you could, tell us about it. Yeah, well, the Baby Girls Club is an organization that I started many years ago. We started it um, unofficially about probably 22 years ago, officially about 13 years ago. And we, me and some good friends of mine, we mentor and we disciple young girls between the ages of 6 to 16, 17 years old. We dance, we sing, we do arts and crafts, we memorize scripture, we do Bible study, we love on them with the arms of Christ. And we do life together. And so um, we have a model of it in the country of Zambia where they have girls and guys, and um, the guys are called champions. And we also have another model in the country of Belize. And we're praying to God that he allows us to expand it even further. But um, it's not, you know, a lot of paint and polish, but it's a lot of just grit and grind. You know, it's just doing the work and loving on people in Jesus' name and watching these young people actually grab a hold of the truth and run with it and um, embrace Christ. Now, do you allow uh, dancing, arts, and craft? Do you allow middle-aged men to be a part of that? That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a part of the champions. Uh, yeah, we'll have exactly. y'all drumming or something else. <laughs> Perfect. So in 2012, you released on uh, your YouTube site a three-generations chat. Um, you mentioned on that chat that you have your grandfather was a preacher, your parents were deacons. That's quite the spiritual legacy. Um, we'd love to hear you kind of describe how you purposely tried to pass on that spiritual legacy to your three kids. Yeah, okay. Well, um, like as you said, you're right. My Both my grandfathers on both sides of the family were Pentecostal pastors. My parents were deacons in the church. Um, we were raised um, in the faith, and at the age of eight, I gave my heart to Christ because I knew God didn't have any grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren. He only had sons and daughters. And so that's what I've instilled into my three children. I have a daughter who's now 22, a son who's 18, and another son who's 13. And um, I've tried to not just train, but to also live by example to let them know that we are called to have a personal relationship with Christ on a daily basis. And he um, he permeates everything we do from the way we drive to the way we speak to people to how we hold ourselves in the supermarket and being honest as to if they gave us more change back than they should have. He permeates every area, whether we're taking a test or whether we're speaking to parents or somebody in authority. Um, and so I've done my best to live it out in front of them. And it's a, it's a joy when I see them walking upright before the Lord. Sure. You know, every now and then my boys and I will um, pull out the Bible. We did it last night. We'll just, you know, pick out a Proverbs and we'll read the whole chapter. And at the end of the chapter, the question is, so what stood out to you? And when I hear them grabbing a hold of truth and being able to chew on it and be able sure. to give it back out and to live it out, to me, that's successful. You know, I, that's Absolutely. when I feel the most successful. So um, my endeavor is to continue to pass the baton on and then to see in the next generation after them, because now it's four generations, to be able to see them pass it on to theirs as well. And during that same chat, you talked about how parents are flawed, you know, we're, we're not perfect. Um, how do you, how, over the years, how did you try to right those parental wrongs uh, with your kids? Um, with uh, apologies and repentance. Um, really, that's the only way to do it. It's to start with saying, you know, I was wrong and I'm sorry, and this is what I'm planning on doing about it. You know, there's some things that I've seen in my kids that... You know, I can be upset about it, and I am at times, but I have to go back and say, you know what? A lot of it is 
is my doing. I should have, and I did not do. Therefore, I am repenting and I'm apologizing. And as of today, I'm about to change my life and yours. You know, yeah. so it starts with those things. Um, and and then watching them walk it out. You know, we we are called to tell, to teach, and to train them, which is to go through the motions, the way of the Lord. But really, at the end of the day, it's up to them whether or not they're going to walk it out. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, if they decide not to walk it out, then I can still stand before the Lord with my heart being fully at peace, knowing that, Lord, I did what you called me to do. Hmm. You know, And then he has to look at them and say, why didn't you receive sure. the instruction given? Why didn't you walk out the wisdom that was given you? In our practice, there are so many parents that don't understand that idea of responsibility that the kids have for change, that the kids have for 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 living that spiritual legacy. Um, and so that's that's huge. Uh, good words. Mm-hmm. You also said that uh, you gave some personal uh, stories when you were growing up, uh, mistakes that you made, things that you did, and that your mom did not shame you. Uh, how do you feel like that you personally attempted to not shame your kids when they would make a mistake? Um, that's something that I continue to work on. Like um, when there are things that have been revealed to me that, you know, my sons may have, you know, gotten involved in or been curious about or things of that nature. Um, I've had to remind myself, no, the, the right course is not the way of shame. It's not the way of just public exposure. Did you know that he did? Something? No. Even though, you know, even though today I got on Periscope and I was like, hey, can y'all just pray for me today? It's a mommy moment and I need some prayer. But as far as like, the particulars to where you're causing someone to cringe because of your you sharing their evil deeds is not good because that's sure. not how the Lord deals with us. The Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. It's not a shame. And it also says that Christ did not come to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so my job as a parent is not to condemn my children, even though there are times I have to correct them. There are times I want them to be convicted by the Holy Spirit to change. But it's not through my shame that's going to bring about the change that I want to see. Absolutely. I think think sometimes parents step in wanting to be the Holy Spirit in their kid's life. And, you know, that's 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 not your job. And and again, Romans 8, you know, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. And yet you you see on on, uh, Facebook and stuff, you know, these parents publicly shaming their kids for different choices. And yeah. thinking, and you know, people are just applauding the parents for doing that. And you go, oh, my Lord, I'm glad you're pointing yeah. out that your kid did something wrong, but not in this format and not in this way. That is going to come back to bite them. That's right. And so really, if I'm putting out, if I'm putting out a word, I'm saying, pray for me as my mother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Pray for my children to be receptive, but really, but pray for me so that God will give me wisdom and that I'll walk in it. Guys, run, do not walk to NicoleCMullen.com. She is literally the kindest person on the face of the earth. We actually had technical difficulties, and this is a, you're hearing it as a one-part uh, <laughs> interview, but it's actually two parts. She graciously allowed uh, two, for us to call her two separate times. Um, so run, do not walk, Nicole C. Mullen, to check out her music <laughs> and more about the um uh, the, the baby girls club. You can also find her at YouTube at Nicole C. Mullen music, Twitter at Nicole C. Mullen, Facebook, Nicole C. Mullen music. And then Instagram is Nicole C. Mullen official. Did I miss anything? Yeah. I think the Facebook is official Nicole C. Mullen. Which would be good. Okay. Fo- well, official way, Nicole C. Mullen. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If you're typing it in. Okay. Thank you so very much. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Nicole, so very much. Thank you guys for having me. Okay, here's what stood out.
First off, as we said at the beginning of this interview, thank you for spoiling the special effect. No one would have known <laughs> that this was happening like three weeks ago. I know, apart. Billy would have seamlessly. Oh, absolutely. But um, when we began the interview and we were, putting, you know, we're talking about all the songs of the year and writer of the year and female vocalist of the year and Grammy nominations, and yet all I'm struck by is her humility. She's just an enormously humble human being. Yeah, and she, um, I think that comes with, you, you saw a, a bit of how she attempts to follow Christ herself in how she described her parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that she's attempting to live that spiritual legacy herself and that she's mm-hmm. attempting to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit herself. So the, the ways that she is, so, so many parents that we see, it's, it's do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. She's very much a parent that do as I do. Come, uh, Paul, I, I forget which, I think it's maybe in 1 Corinthians where he's like, follow my example, yeah. do follow what me. I do. Yeah. Uh, she is living it out, which was very impressive. It is. And, you know, self-righteousness simply cannot be a part of who a believer is. It just doesn't jive with being a believer. And yet you see self-righteous people all the time that are very prideful and arrogant. That use religion. Yes. <laughs> to justify and, I mean, their pride. And here you have someone who has a right, you know, to sure. be arrogant because she's accomplished so many things. And, and all, you know, all that comes through in her personality is just her humility. And one other thing real quickly that, that I wanted to take mention of was when she just offhandedly said, I just grabbed my 13-year-old and we went through Proverbs. <laughs> and then, you know, what does that say? She just engaged yeah. her teenager, mm-hmm. not her three-year-old yep. with a bedtime story. Yep. She engaged her teenager with scripture and wanted to get underneath it and dig in and have a, a, a good, deep spiritual conversation yep. with her teenager. Hats off. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, so as she's trying to tell her kids uh, with this interview, we will tell you, do as Nicole does. <laughs> exactly. Uh, follow her lead in, in trying to be a, a gracious, selfless parent. Um, guys, we appreciate you joining us for today. You can find us on the intrawebs at, is that even a thing? I, I think I say it no. every time. Intrawebs. It might be anger man or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, paradoxpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Docs Podcast. That's D O C S Podcast. You can find me, Josh, at Doc Josh Myers at all three of those platforms. Jimmy? You can hit me up on Twitter. That's how I like to say it. You've always wanted to say you, that. You can hit me up. Uh, J Myers Fam on Twitter, uh, J Myers Fam on Instagram. And uh, Dr. Jimmy Myers on Facebook. Perfect. We update those daily uh, with great parenting, marriage articles, as well as latest from the show and the latest from our family, uh, our personal family. So definitely look us there. You have an impersonal family? You have another one that I'm not aware of? Guys, stop listening to us now. Have a great day. Appreciate it. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. Special thanks to Life Austin Church in Austin, Texas, and our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr. To find out more about the Paradox and to sign up for email updates, go to our website, paradoxpodcast.com.
Next time on Paradox. Purity culture taught me that I ought to be passed down from father to husband, more of an inheritance really than a human. I was taught that men are my cover and my shield when for the most part they have been the ones causing damage through molestation, rape, and abuse. I was taught that my holy calling was to open my legs for one man and only one man and bear his children. 